Ooh, what is up, guys? Welcome to Diggity, a video game podcast, episode number 215. I'm Jeff James, as always with me, the incredible, unobtainable, luscious Brody Fault. How are you, my friend? I'm good. My eardrums aren't bleeding from uh, a typical Jeff intro. It's yeah, yeah. Take it a little lighter. <laughs> I'm a almost lighter a little disappointed. I mean, 215 episodes in, the eardrums are getting quite calloused. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great. Um, just chilling. Just just getting ready for vacation. Yeah. So with you, yeah, we're going together. We're going. It's not just us. Yeah. It's not a brocation, but um, we're. <laughs> Oh, no, it is. They're pretty much ditching us. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. it. sounds like they're ditching us for the champagne, whatever it is. Uh-huh. The, the cat pee lounge. That's right. That's what I call champagne. It's gross. That's because it's bad. Yeah. Anyways, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, whether it's on the audio or the video version, welcome. Each and every single week, Brody and I discuss the greatest of gaming news, give our blunt opinions, and call out the bullshit. It's a great time. We love it. We've been doing it for a while now. We have some good old times with it. I go live at 9 o'clock on YouTube and on Twitch uh, on Thursdays. And on Friday morning, you can find a uh, incredible, juicy old episode of Diggity, fresh off the Diggity tree, picked, handpicked by Brody, and shined <laughs> by me, and delivered to you through your incredible device that allows you to listen to our beautiful voices in your vehicle while you drive at 60 miles per hour down the road in rage that you have to go to your job but we make it a little bit better so it's all good you know that was Not a big deal so incredibly detailed you painted just a, a fantastic picture no you're welcome that's why yeah, that's why i'm here that's why you're like neither of us Bob make Ross any money that's why neither of us make any money doing that, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is <laughs> yeah um anyways guys yeah and follow us on instagram and twitter at diggity podcast um you can catch us over there um with that i mean let's jump right on into it what have you been what have been rocking what have you been playing so i've been playing quite a bit of scarlet nexus i'm trying to get through it i mm-hmm. i have this weird i don't know i i'm still not sure if i like it and i'm like three quarters of the way done with it so okay. i think that kind of means i'm not a huge fan uh part of me is interested enough to try to maybe play the second half of the story like with the the other character or whatever but i'm also i i don't I cannot get in the rhythm of this game. I actually turned the difficulty down just so I can power through it and finish it. So I don't think I'm going to end up playing the uh, the other character side of things, but it's fine. Uh, I've been playing... We played a little bit of Overwatch this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I think yep. that was this weekend. They start to run together. Uh, <laughs> played a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn. I need to um, get back into that and finish that up before you know we get a, a imminent re- release date for the second one. And just kind of scratch the surface of Monster Hunter stories, too, um, which is fantastic so far. I really enjoy it. It's um, it's a it's a cute little cute little game. It's it's not so far. It's not super difficult or anything like that. It's just kind of fun to go around and and get eggs. And I mean, it's kind of more of a laid back and chill kind of game and rather whereas the other monster hunter if you're not sweating you're not doing it right so uh it's it's good how about you what have you been playing um so put it obviously overwatch with you um put a good amount of ratchet and clank i'm almost close to being donezo with it which is great yeah Um, you should be really close yeah i am really close i can tell i i got a little bit of spoiler 
that I saw on Twitter that makes me know that I'm extremely close. I have been collecting a lot of stuff, which is unlike me to go around and like do some of that stuff. Yeah. But I actually have fun with it. I, I think it's mainly because I don't find it that hard to do. No, it's usually not. Like I said, the the worst part is the the friggin' teddy bears. Those damn things are mm-hmm. hidden in like some weird spots and they don't appear on the map. I looked those up. I'm well, I'm not even gonna lie about that. <laughs> I mean, I would have. It'd be crazy yeah. to. It'd be crazy to uh, to naturally wander. stumble upon them. Yeah, some it would take forever. To, some of them you have to find in like certain orders too. Like as you're going through levels or. Or there's like uh, oh, one of the levels where you can like switch. I, I don't want to say too much, but one of the switching levels where you like bounce mm-hmm. back and forth, right? Um, that one, it even from the beginning of the level, it's not very far into the level. And it still took me like 10 minutes to get to the damn thing because you have to go through all the motions all over again. That's crazy. And I was like, I, I should have looked this up earlier, but I'm, I'm not about that. I'm not about that life at all. Um so yeah i mean i did that ratchet and clank uh city skylines been like playing like a little bit here and there of that recently really like it a lot um i'm scared because in like after i get so this view will change behind me i'm setting up my other office and so it's gonna be a different view i'm gonna set it up all different i'm gonna put led lights on the floor that shine up and all this you know, Twitch e-girl bullshit. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe I'll <laughs> look like, the you clouds know. clouds up top and everything, too. Yeah, I'm going to get, you know, the stupid nano leaf lights. I won't do that. I'm not paying, like, a fucking $300 for lights on the yeah, wall. That's not going to happen. You can kiss you can my get ass. The, uh, there's some on Amazon that are pretty cheap. Well, but if I do that, then people are going to say I'm, you know. Cheap? I'm cheap. But you that's are. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's fact. <laughs> That's a fact, <laughs> but hey, you know, um, and then, um, God, what else? Um, I, I think I'm going to get, um, park attacked, which is scary because I'm a huge roller coaster tycoon fan mm-hmm. and park attacked looks just unbelievable. So nice. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. And then the rest has been, uh, it's been a lot of life stuff going on. So that's, that's, it's gotten in the way of stuff. So, but, uh, other than that, yeah, that's what I've been, uh, that's what I've been playing my man. So, um, nice. yeah, cool. Cool. Uh, so we're going to start off with a couple big pieces of news. We've kind of been trying to rearrange how the show is that way. If we get some new listeners, we're not completely throwing them off with the, the boring shit right out the gate. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. So battlefield 2042, we got a briefing kind of a, another look at this game and, and what it's going to entail. Um, this was mainly like a, a blog post that they put out, but a lot of it we've already covered. This was stuff that was kind of revealed as as the game was being shown off and things like that. So we're basically going to cover new things on this list and, and maybe reiterate a few older things. But so first up, uh, the specialist and squad section of this is uh, each loadout will consist of a primary weapon, equipment, which is no longer class specific, a secondary weapon and a throwable. So your grenades, your Molotov cocktails, things like that. Uh, and you'll also have your specialist ability and trait. Um, so some of them are nimble or, or whatever it may be. If you get the wingsuit, you know, um, so each, each specialist has that, uh, each squad can consist of one or more than one unique specialist, which 
they can actually all end up looking different because there's going to be skins in this game. So think kind of like your Call of Duties where there could be six people playing the same person, but yeah. they all have different skins or something, which is fine. There's no reason why you should bar people out of it. It's not Overwatch, right? Uh, Ranger, the robot dog, will not be unique to one specialist and will be available to everyone uh, through the call-in system, which is... Uh, I, I assume this is going to be kind of more in like the, the score streak realm of things, which is kind of cool, mm-hmm. um, which they've done in the past. They've done certain scores. You can you can call something in. Uh, so this next section is all about the next gen consoles. So the only compromises that the devs are trying to make between the console generations is the map size and player count. All other elements of the game should more or less be the same. So they're not trying to diminish your experience on Xbox one or your playstation 4 um, sure for the most part it should be the same experience just smaller maps less people so they can still do what they want to do which should be feasible right i mean it, yeah it makes sense they, they put mean... battlefield out on on those consoles before so it, it shouldn't be a problem uh maps so more information about the maps will be given during the ea play event on july 22nd as well as the unknown game mode from ripple effect which uh is now what the studio formerly called dice la was um so i'm excited to see what that mode is right and uh i don't think they're going to show a whole lot more maps i think this this whole little part of their their announcement is more saying like hey there's there's different maps or different versions of these maps for this game mode i don't think we're going to get any more i think it's going to launch with the seven maps and then they're going to add more through seasonal content which should be free as far as the the maps go yeah Uh, so that'll be cool and i'm i'm excited to see more maps i mean these seven maps look awesome and it'll be a great start and i mean the, the first season should start pretty quickly i would imagine so yeah i'd imagine so i mean i i don't know why they wouldn't uh you know try to get going as quickly as possible on it yeah absolutely uh some notes on vehicles so the vehicle call-in system will be accessed uh in game from a tablet interface and will be available to all players regardless of the specialist they play Uh, So it's not like you have one person that can do this. Everyone will be able to do this. So each team will have essentially a vehicle budget at any given time based on the map. After each time you call in a vehicle, you will have a cooldown before you can use that function again. You will still be able to spawn directly into vehicles like past games. And actually, this is the only way you can get into aircraft. You cannot call in aircraft. Uh, Each faction will have their own vehicles, and there will be some small um, naval oriented vehicles like uh, i think they mentioned hovercrafts and probably i mean some some jet skis or something of that nature Mm -hmm. just for maps that have rivers and and whatnot uh but there's not going to be a huge focus on naval warfare so you're not going to see battleships and and larger you know uh ships that have guns i mean not not full-on battleships but not even like a a a decent size i don't know the name of what these would be called but uh, (laughs) clearly yeah um uh, horse i don't i don't know um but yeah it, this this is fine with me because we after playing cold war and people would just get into these boats and stay in these boats the whole time and then you got people underwater like sniping through the water i'm yeah. okay with this this is fine i don't want a huge focus on water combat um ai soldiers so there's been a little bit of contention on on this ai soldier thing which i think is a little silly, but 
So in multiplayer, AI soldiers will be used in, used to fill servers as needed. Players will always have priority over AI in matchmaking, which makes sense. In co-op, you can team up with friends to play against AI soldiers, which is That's cool. cool. That's pretty neat, uh, yeah. You can also play solo against AI as well. So AI soldiers will not play as a specialist, and they will not have any special traits or abilities. Um, and there is also not a way to opt out of having AI soldiers, but there is a cap on how many can be in each match. Uh, they will also replace players if someone leaves, which is a great feature. That way your teams don't get lopsided. And then as more players are trying to get in, uh, they will replace these these bots eventually too. But yeah. it's not uncommon to see AI in these kinds of games. When you're having no, such large I, I welcome player count... Yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, it's it's a great opportunity for some people that are newer to the franchise to get some kills too, right? Like, yeah, I, for sure. I think of uh, my kids play a lot of Fortnite, so I think of Fortnite. There's very frequently bots within most lobbies in that game, and it's fine. It doesn't hurt the experience. It's not like they're making it to the end anyway. Typically, right. I mean, every great once in a while you'll get a fluke where it's like some bot that made it to like the last ten, but very yeah. very rarely, right? A godly bot. But the idea of them, you know, keeping servers filled and not having a team that has like 20 people and the other team has 60 in it. It's like, that's that's great. This is a, a good thing to have, especially if it is just a temporary fix. Right. Um, so online and cross play, even though you can play solo against AI, the game will still be in an online setting during that that solo deal. So this means that Battlefield 2042 must always be online, which people were upset about, and I found that odd because almost every game has to be online all the time anymore. That's mm. just kind of the nature of things, but I guess, yeah, if you're hoping to sit at home and and not connect to the internet for whatever particular reason, uh, not an option for this one. Crossplay will be a part of 2042 and will be tested during the tech or the technical play test later this summer, uh, which these are all private invite. They'll basically contact you if you're selected for it. Like if you have an EA account type deal. Um, so don't, it, there's nowhere to go sign up for these or anything of that nature. Crossplay in the full game will allow PS5, Xbox Series X and S players, and PC players to all play together. Uh, console players can actually opt out from play with PC, which is fantastic because a lot of games that have this crossplay, it's yeah, either all crossplay or nothing, and it, it'll be like limited to input, right? Mm -hmm. But that can be spoofed very easily. <laughs> so actually being able to be like, hey, no, I'll play with PlayStation players, but I don't really want to play with PC players because uh, I just watched that dude spin around eight times and fucking headshot somebody. So yeah, maybe not. Um, but Xbox One and PS4 players will also be able to play with each other. But of course, given the limitations of those consoles, they will not be able to play with PS5 or uh, Series X or PC. Mm -hmm. uh, there are also plans to implement cross-progression, regardless of whether it is just an upgrade to next-gen or an entirely different platform. So if you want to go from PC to Xbox to fucking PlayStation, you want to buy this game three times, you can, and you should be able to carry your progress between all of them, because I imagine it'll just link up to your EA account. But will it work smoothly? Um, maybe. <laughs> we hope. Well, I hope it's uh, more beneficial than linking your Blizzard account, because that did nothing. And no, I, now it does a bunch. Well, kind of. It allows you to... <sighs> Crossplay, but it still doesn't carry over your progression, yeah, which is no, stupid. Which is stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Oh god! So what do you think? 
how you how you feeling about all this? I'm Anything I'm still stoked out? about it. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, like I think the online thing was, uh, you know, annoying to some people. I don't know why. I mean, if you look at most of the games you play now, most of them are online games Very that are the big games. games. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other ones are campaign, and we know this isn't going to have a campaign. I mean, this is literally a multiplayer only game. I don't know why. It I don't know what people thought about it. Yeah, all the like, time. I mean, if <laughs> multiplayer you, what what like just land based. Yeah, like I, it's it's a little dumb for that. Um, I like the unique specialist stuff. I hope it's balanced properly. Um, I doubt it in the first week. I think there'll be a lot of crazy shit going on, right? Oh yeah, there there always is, but it, I think it'll balance out relatively smoothly eventually because they're they're i mean it's well, not like it's their first game right they, they've done this a handful of times at this point yeah they should be able to balance relatively easily yeah for sure and um i hope the guns feel really good too because the guns did not feel good in the last two games oh they felt terrible and people yeah. are like well, well that's because they're old it's like no it's not i mean it, it just they were it felt like you were some of them felt like you were just shooting like nerf darts at somebody I think Battlefield One was even worse. I think Battlefield no, for sure. Five wasn't great, but Battlefield One was awful. I I couldn't find a gun that I liked in that game. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I mean Battlefield Five, I kind of got away with some guns, but I'm just I'm so happy for modern guns again because modern guns are just much more fun to shoot. Just yeah. so much better feeling. And then on on the maps, um, you know, we got a hint to um before, um this happening that you know they're going to be remaking mm-hmm. some beloved maps which is fantastic to hear the vehicles is cool it sounds like there's more shit to do in them rather than like you know one key position in the vehicle and then like four Everybody people just sitting just in there. it yeah doing nothing like i understand why you would do that that is kind of realistic but also like if there's a hole in it i should be able to just pop my gun into the hole and shoot out of the tank right like I shouldn't right. have to just sit there like i'm taking an uber um the cross play cool pretty standard like everything else um and yeah i mean overall it just seems like it's gonna be a good game i mean i can't can't complain with the crossplay part of it i'm just happy to hear it confirmed there's crossplay because we assumed there was going to be crossplay but we didn't hear anything and i was like i don't know how this is gonna be because we i mean a lot of our friends are playing on different consoles right now like we've got oh yeah we've got buddies playing on xbox we got buddies playing on pc Mm -hmm. our boys over at wasd obviously um they they lean more towards pc if if you couldn't tell um, but I, I like the idea of being able to turn off crossplay between consoles and PC too. I think that's something that they really all should do and not just limit it to input method. But um, this is fantastic. Like uh, nothing here deterred me in any way, shape or form. And if anything, it made me more excited. So I'm pumped. That's really <laughs> weird. I just got like some spammy ass text like seven times. So I had to nice. ch- I had to go on the computer and put do not disturb because my phone was looking up. So it was like, ping, <laughs> ping, ping, ping. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked for the game. So, I mean, I'm gonna, we're going to buy it. We're going to get it. We're going to play oh, the yeah. shit out of it. And that's about it. I mean, I hope other people do the same too. So yeah. Hell yeah. People complain about the price also. Take the price of like older games, like way back, like from this, like I think Colin Moriarty did it and it was brilliant. Um, but he took like a, a Sears catalog or whatever from, mm-hmm. you know, years back on the NES days and he accounted for inflation and it's still cheaper to buy video games than it was back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it was like $92 for like a Ridge Racer or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the thing that gets <laughs> me too, money. 
And, and I know I've said it before, but I feel like I need to say it again. You're going to get so much more value out of this game than most $70 games you're going to buy. Like, nobody bitched about Ratchet and Clank being $70, and I didn't either. I enjoyed the fucking game. Like, it was a fantastic yeah. game. Yeah, oh, me too, but yeah. Totally I also worth paid, it. I paid $70 for about 20 hours. Uh, I will easily have well over 100 hours in this game. No, No easily. problem. Like no my, problem. My enjoyment to cost ratio is... Um, it's gonna be like sense like it's not gonna be a problem yeah, yeah it's gonna be fun but to each their own right like not everybody oh, absolutely yeah i mean people you know so. don't want to pay for it like i get it like you know it's been 60 bucks for god how how long it's been a long time decades right like at least 20 years yeah yeah it's been 60 bucks so i mean you know there's change to it people lose it but it's just it weird it how people like choose which games they're mad about being seventy dollars. <laughs> like well, I never heard anything about Ratchet and Clank and it's like that was that was seventy dollars yeah. just like all the other games. Well like, it's because it's, it's EA. I think the other yeah. thing that's amazing to me too is like, you know, people complained about the crunch time and all these different things. And like, okay, you know, I think there's you know a different game companies is probably worse than than other places. I've been through it myself. Um but it's kind of part of the whole media um, and industry. Um, but like when you, when you enact these things and you force companies to also not do crunch time, you cause overhead to increase. Right. Cause people are on salary. Mm -hmm. And so now you're just against time. Right. It, it's a weird, like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's the same shit, right? So it's like, it's, yeah. if like you had crunch time at McDonald's, you know, for some ungodly reason, someone's making a Big Mac and it, you know, there's crunch time and they said, no, no more crunch time. Well, then the price of the Big Mac's going to have to go up. Right. But then people pitch about the Big Mac going up. <laughs> it's like, this is what you wanted. Like, to, like Grand Theft Auto is going to be $70 game. Oh, absolutely. Guaranteed. Might be 75 by the time it comes out, it'll be 2025. Jesus. If they announced that it was $80, I bet people still would not complain, though, because it's GTA. It's $100. People could go get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I just find it weird how people. Oh, I agree. I mean, because it's just shaming. About, right? It's just, it's just yeah. how the hit piece. That's, I mean, it's just oh, like, yeah. hey, let's just like shit on this company because it's so easy to shit on it and people won't backlash me on Twitter. Right. Yeah, EA's like a you, you could say whatever you want about EA and most people are gonna be like, Yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> EA's successful. Right. They seem to be doing A okay. That'd get me hurt. Um, all right, moving on. Big story um of the day. The uh good old Valve Steam Deck was announced. So Steam just announced their handheld hybrid console that's set to release this December. Little uh, interested to see when in December and how many and how easy it is to get one. You know, considering the current console issues now. Um, but there'll be three. Are open. <sighs> I have a feeling, like in you know January, late December, January, which I I'm I'm going to be that person. Unfortunately, is not that far away. No, it it really isn't. <laughs> it's terrifying, actually. <laughs> I mean, like we're we're halfway we're, through we're July almost at the right end of now. summer. Yeah, we're more than halfway through summer, and uh, I mean, what two months is three months? It's Halloween. Yeah, yep. 
Good God. But anyways, um, they have three SKUs at launch. So there's a 64 gig model. That's 399. I thought these were competitively priced, by the way, like really I, competitively priced. Very impressive on the pricing. Um, you had a 250 gig model, which gives you a slightly faster storage as well. Not just capacity overall, but it's a, it's a different style of storage for $529. These are all US prices, by the way, for listeners across the world. Um, and then you have a 512 gig model. Um, uh, which is 649. It's the fastest storage. So it's a NVMe SSD. Um, plus it also has a anti-glare etched glass screen as well. So I, this is the, that 649 is probably going to be the one I think that most people try yeah, to go for. I, I think if, if you're going to go for this, I'd go for, for the 649 for sure. I mean, double mm-hmm. the memory it's SSD comes with the, uh, the better glass screen. And then on top of that, I think there was like a, a premium case. I don't know what exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. that entails, yeah. but, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're looking at a, at a half terabyte of SSD, you're looking at what probably 80 to a hundred dollars, depending on the depending. I mean, usually you can get a shit. A they're terabyte. all up right now because yeah, everything's buying up. them up. So, everything's in flux right but um so i mean that alone to me is is a big deal right there that ssd yeah um after seeing it in in works on the playstation and the xbox i i swear by ssd for sure oh yeah 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 no and um Speaking of more storage, too, it'll support micro SD cards for expanded storage, uh, but the internal storage is much faster, obviously, which is really what we're finding ourselves in any game console now. Yeah. Um, we don't know the maximum for the external storage for micro SD. Um, I'm sure that'll come out, or maybe it is out. I don't know. I don't know about that. But I would imagine um, it this... supports anything you can put into it. From what I, I don't from know, what I would gather, the, I mean, because what, what the switch, those... the switch can only go to what. 512 i believe okay i don't think it's opened up to the the one terabyte cards yet fuck there's really not even that many one terabyte cards out there and some of them are kind of sketchy yeah um but anyways it'll feature a seven inch screen um with a 720p native resolution which is a little disappointing but the exact aspect uh aspect ratio is going to be 16 by 10 which comes up to about a 1280 by 800 screen um, the battery life is stated to be two to eight hours, uh, depending <laughs> on the game. There it is. Uh, uh yeah, they said and that's why it's like, 720p and not 1080 because good God. Yeah. They, they said you could run portal for like four hours or something like that. Yeah. At, at pretty good setting. I mean, it also depends on your settings cause you have full control over what you set things at. Yeah. Just yeah like yeah. you're on PC. Yeah, so this will come with a power adapter, a carrying case right out of the box, um, which is also really nice to see. Um, there will, however, be a dock to connect the system to your TV that will be sold separately, uh, and any USB-C dock will work with the system. Some other things to note, this is Wi-Fi only, has a built-in mic, a built-in screen brightness adjustment, so like auto adjustment. Um, it runs a new version of SteamOS and will allow you to do anything that a, the PC version of SteamOS will do, which is awesome. It's going to be a porn machine for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Just like the, uh, the PSP was. <laughs> absolutely. Anything that uh, uses Bluetooth, USB-C, or a 3.5 millimeter uh, head jack can be used with this console as well. So that's awesome. Uh, it has a programmable paddle buttons on the back, so you can customize it for your liking for different things like Rocket League and shit yeah. like that. Um, and it supports some... St- thumbsticks as well as the built-in trackpads for all games so um 
pretty pretty crazy. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, I, I'm not. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. It's not for me. I'm not yeah. sold on it. Right. Um, I think it's kind of like a toe in the water kind of deal. To be yeah, honest with I you, um, I really think that they would have a better job doing a console. And I know that they have Steam Box, right, which is kind of streaming to it. But I feel like they would do better with a like a mainstay machine of like want to play PC games at PC quality, but in your home, you know, like here you go. Um, I also think it's weird that it's called the Steam Deck, and they don't even have like. I, I, what is it going to be called the steam dock like steam dock steam deck mm-hmm. <laughs> i think it's i i mean it's better than steam pal or whatever it was originally called yeah, yeah yeah i think one thing that so this thing's big i mean it seeing some yeah, videos it, of people like is, holding this is it like if you took the um it's like sega game gear like bulkiness it, not yeah, not it, in its actual dimensions but you know what i mean like it takes you back to like when they were doing handheld gaming, it's like, okay, this shouldn't be handheld yet because this thing is a brick. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not, so we're it's not the, there yet. It's also the same size screen as the OLED switch, which is, I mean, cool. Um, but yeah, the thing that is weird to me and uh, I watched a video and they talked about it briefly, like with the, the symmetrical sticks, but they're all the way up at the top of the console, which I think is kind of weird. Um, I almost feel like they should have switched where the track pads were in the thumbsticks personally, because I think that's where your fingers are probably naturally going to fall is right at those track pads. And I don't imagine a whole lot of people are going to use the trackpad because it's a messy, it's a messy layout. It is a very messy layout and it's kind of, is this a touch screen or no, no, uh, I, I, don't know. I thought I saw somebody using. I'll I'll, I'll dig through it, a bunch but... of this shit. And uh, the the big thing to note on this too is that this is a custom APU yeah. by AMD, custom for this machine. So the other thing is really cool. those buttons, like the your four like ABXY buttons, are just jammed into that corner. I just don't know how comfortable this thing is going to be overall. I really like the concept of it. I think it. I think there's a lot of cool things they do there, but. I can do a lot of that on my phone. You can already stream Steam games to your phone. Um, and for me, like I, I like my my Razer Kishi, Kishi, whatever the hell it's actually called because I don't know how to say it and I've never cared enough to look. Um, but I can play Game Pass games through that. And then I have my Switch. And I, I just don't know if there's a place for this personally. And for me, I think mm-hmm. it's a really, really cool system. And honestly, I mean... All things considered, once they get that dock, this is actually going to be a, a a relatively impressive PC. I mean, even if you if you don't have a PC and you get a dock for this and a monitor, you can the dock looked like it was going to have USB ports and stuff, so you could hook you could hook a um a mouse up to it and a keyboard and stuff and and play and use it just as like a decent PC. And I yeah. think that in itself has a lot of value, and I think this thing will sell exceptionally well. But I don't know. Like I said, I, I just don't know about the form factor of actually playing this thing handheld. It just looks awkward. Or like you're going to be, when you reach up to those sticks that are so far up there, I think you're going to hit the trackpad. And I, I don't know. It's just, there's a few things that are a uh, little concerning for me about it. But overall, I think it's really, really neat. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool to see someone enter into it. Um, I'm definitely bummed out on the battery life. But, you know, there's the, there's a the form factor behind it, obviously. 
it does look pretty slick like all the way around and then i think the front of it looks pretty yeah pretty bulky and kind of kind of not outdated but just like a very very heavy in the in the design of it there's a lot of buttons on it um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to to see how games play on it for sure there's a couple of consoles that are similar to this too uh i think nvidia put one out i think amd put one out as well and then i there's some some uh uh gofundme or not gofundme but the uh uh what's the other one um kickstarter uh, there's some Kickstarter ones, and they're all pretty bulky because they have to be, right? I mean, in order to even get a remotely decent battery life out of this thing and still have impressive power, it's got to be, it's got to be relatively large. So, uh, I'm not too surprised, but I, like I said, it's the layout for me that's kind of throwing me off a bit. Yeah, it, well, and my hands are cramping thinking about it. You know what I can't understand yet, and this will go into like the next story as well that we that we go into and that we jump into, but how like a lot of these companies are not capitalizing on the essence of stick drift and quality control issues happening with all these controllers and different things and kind of coming out in their marketing about that. Right. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, that's a big issue. I mean, PlayStation's yeah, having the, problems with it. Nintendo has notoriously the, um, had problems with it. The, and, so the, the way the, sorry, the way that the tiers break down too on this is that on the, the 64 gig, uh, EMMC, um, so the 256 gig and the 512 gig use the same NVMe SSD. Mm. Okay. The 64 gig uses an eMMC. Okay. For storage only comes with a carrying case. The 529 model comes with the faster storage, the carrying case and an exclusive steam community profile bundle. Mm-hmm. So uh, profile changes that you're, you know, a user. And then the 649 is off the, the, the fast storage, anti-glare etched glass, exclusive carrying case so a different carrying case than the 529 version an exclusive steam community profile bundle and an exclusive virtual keyboard theme Mm -hmm. as well so i didn't see the uh on on their official website i only saw the ssd on the most expensive model i must have skimmed over it or something yeah no they're both nvme ssds on on the uh, 256 and 512 yeah Gotcha. Now, the, they uh, still declare faster storage and fastest storage, so the read-write probably on the 512 is higher than the 256. Yeah, yep. But still using the same kind of technology. I mean, you're still going to notice a massive difference from the eMMC 64 gig. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, this is a, it's a Zen 2 uh, RDNA 2 powerhouse um, APU, so accelerated processing unit. Um, so your GPU and your processor obviously combined. Most consoles are doing that um or have that uh the uh they talk about the thumbsticks and the trackpads full-size controls positioned perfectly within your reach and the rear of the device is sculpted to comfortably fit a wide range of hand sizes which i see that for sure i wish nintendo did something like that because yeah. I, like the switch holding a handheld for a long time it sucks i've got pretty big hands and i try to use the thing and i cramp up like fucking yeah. crazy i wish there's something behind to grab it i know you can buy like third-party stuff shouldn't have to should, should out of the box have it. I can't find what the cap is on the expandable storage. There's no, it just says there's expandable storage. That, I mean, that's, that's it. I don't, I don't have any news on that. I so, would imagine the way they're kind of toting this is being able to do anything that a PC would do. I would imagine it can handle just about anything. Yeah. As far. Um, I see it now earlier when I was on the website, writing all these show notes, they, uh, the website was getting, it's not a touch screen either. It's not touchscreen? No. 
Okay. Um, yeah, when I was on there earlier, the website was so bogged up with people like trying to get in there and look at it and get reservations. Mm-hmm. And that this part of it where it actually gave the breakdown wasn't there yet. So it wouldn't load properly. But yeah. So I mean, um, the screen has a 60 hertz refresh rate. This is kind of the geeky tech stuff I like. Um, the graphics, like I said, and the processing unit is that AMD APU um, that's custom built. It's 16 gigs of memory. Okay, so it's DDR5 RAM in it as well, which is great. Uh, Bluetooth 5.0. It's dual band Wi-Fi for 2.4 and 5 gigahertz. Um, charging input is a 50, 45 watt USB Type C with a PD 3.0 so, uh, power supply. So it'll probably charge up pretty quickly. It's touch won't take screen. that long. What you talking? It's about? touch screen. Am I dumb? Yeah. I'm dumb. It's good. I'm dumb. I was gonna say it has a keyboard. Keyboard support. That's right. The virtual keyboard. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. I didn't read the thing properly. <laughs> All good, man. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting with Steam OS for this. Like, I mean, I think finally there's a reason to use Steam OS. Yeah. They also, I, I watched a video and they were saying that anybody can get a free license for Steam OS. So if you really wanted to run your whole PC off of it, you technically could, but. I don't know if uh, I'm too interested in that, but it's, it's an option. I'm trying to see if there's any of the expandable storage stuff. It doesn't look like it. I mean, there's no there's no cap yet on it. I'm sure it'll get announced later on. Yeah, I'm just curious to see if they can actually fulfill these orders. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that'll be interesting in itself for sure. Um, yeah, everything just says yes. Micro SD card. Yes. <laughs> fantastic yes god okay well cool hey new new console out there for people to to use um you know it's cool i mean i i'm excited about this because sony putting all the stuff on steam so i mean you can go pick up horizon zero dawn and 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 play it on that you know that's huge right it's a big deal being able to play these sony games and 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 and, you know microsoft also putting games up on steam as well so that's a big deal so great way to get a handheld through them pretty much and the fact that you can run i mean any program basically right so you could if you wanted to play um rocket league for free through epic games you could or i guess it's on steam for free too or no it's not on steam anymore so you will be able to actually play rocket league you'll be able to play anything that you could normally play on your computer you can play even if it is through a different launcher or whatever probably a ton of emulators oh i would imagine this is going to be an absolute emulator machine for sure absolutely cool all right uh so phil spencer really p3 baby he, has, he had a lot of good things to say about the DualSense controller from PlayStation. So P3 was recently on Kind of Funny Gamescast, and he stated, uh, and I quote, We're definitely thinking about different kinds of devices that can bring more games to more places. There's probably some work that we'll do on the controller. I think Sony's done a nice job with their controller, and we kind of look at some of that and think there are things that we should go do, but we're probably not... in in the more bespoke accessories right now. Uh, we just look at what happens on windows and other places and see if there's a unique opportunity for us right now. I don't think there's anything that's obvious to me. He also spoke, spoke very briefly about Xbox's plan for VR and kind of made it sound like it's not really going to be a major component on, on what they're planning for the future. Um, I, I, I think this is being we, read into too much. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we talked, 
we talked about this a little bit um, earlier uh, when mm-hmm. we were really talking up the PlayStation DualSense controller. And again, it's still still an incredible controller. I love this thing. but um, Still very early on, though, so we don't know the durability. Right. And I mean, so far, it's lasted, what, eight, nine months now? So it, I, Eight months, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the uh, I think this is definitely being read into too much. I mean, I, I did think that we needed to address it, but... I think it's Sexy. going to be, look at that. Look at that um, all black pants. I do think that it's going to be hard for them to implement anything like haptic feedback or anything like that after the console generation has started. They could do it, um, but I highly doubt they're going to. I don't think you're hmm. going to get adaptive triggers on the Xbox because you're going to have a lot of games that don't support it, which is fine. I mean, there's games on PlayStation that don't support it as well. Well, this is, this is true. I would say that... You know, you'd have to go through this entire thing of, you know, devs putting out updates for it. However, however, I watched a video of this man who did an absolutely incredible deep dive into the controller, how it works, and then the software side. And Sony actually built an API Mm -hmm. that has machine learning in it that understands in a game through sound waves and the game's actions through a normal rumble method to actually bring adaptive triggers to the game. Oh, as well as the rumble. So now it's not very great, but you know, I mean, it definitely could be tailored to make it better, but it will work with anything and it will try to give something. And he showed it off. I mean, like it works, the API works so well that he, he put it, he plugged it into, um, uh, uh, like a, video output controller and played like a like a a hip-hop song and the rumble mimicked the beat within the actual song itself on the controller and it did it in a manner that was so precise that it almost made it sound like the song really yeah so it, it, it has they have the power of that to do it but yeah i get what you're saying i mean like you know, it's going to go back to these days of when you have like the N64, you know, and it's like you have the rumble HD pack. rumble pack, right? <laughs> like the, the upgraded rumble pack or like uh-huh. um, Wii where you had the Wii Motion Plus and you put the little adapter. Yeah. And it on the it bottom up, of the Wii mount. It ends up being a little bit of a a little bit of a pain. It's not a major hindrance and they could do it for sure. But from from this quote. And oh, this, this quote, quote is just they're not doing it. it. Yeah, this was this was just conversation. This was P3 doing what P3 does best and just giving enough of a morsel for people to talk about it. But yeah. not it, he's not saying they're doing it. He's not saying they're doing VR. He's not saying any of that stuff. This was, for the most part, a, a pretty empty statement. I mean, overall. yeah, it was just PR like exactly. You know. Is P3 doing Let me PR? get around all of this, not because of the interpretation that we are doing it, but because I just don't need to fucking answer this. I you mean, also got to remember the show he's on is very heavily PlayStation fans. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. And they also have some pretty... interesting rumors from time to time as well. Right. That don't typically stand, but you know, whatever. And the, the, the VR stuff too. Microsoft is focused on HoloLens, which yep. is augmented reality. Right. And Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, all of them are focused on AR. I think VR serves a place. I think it's cool. I think it's neat. I think it's a great high-end tier to what I would call a very serious gaming consumer. 
but I don't believe that it is going to be highly and widely adopted as a means of entertainment in the American household, just as, you know, a Nintendo Switch is. I just, I don't see it. So, and I don't think Microsoft sees it. Not at least for a while. I think. Yeah, for sure. But, but here's the problem, right? So like you can say, you know, you, you can do, okay, VR is not going to do, you know, isn't going to be adopted because when you have the better technology, the better technology is augmented reality. I mean, through and through, because eventually if you get augmented reality big enough, you could basically have, you know, you you can put yourself into a subset of virtual reality by using augmented reality itself. Mm-hmm. Sounds fucking crazy, but the I, I just, yeah, I just don't see them doing the VR stuff. I do see them doing experiential things, though. Like I would like them to come out with that project that they did where basically, you know, it was a, it was a projector that just went around the border of your television. To, to, to bring you know you more into the game i'd like to see experience based things like that um and i would like to see them come out with you know i guess controller updates but that's going to come from a pro line you know yeah. that's going to come from the pro series of controllers and and they typically come out with an announcement on that before like holiday season so people buy them and the buy them around christmas and they just like, we'll, had we'll their, probably see it at game awards right like, they know. just had their elite controller series two come out what was that last year yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because it, it was shortly before the uh, the actual Xbox Series yeah. X launch. And I but... think I think we'll get a, I think we'll get a new series for it. And I think we'll oh, actually sure get a lineup because I mean we got the headset. And I don't know how well, well received that was. I don't know how much oh, it, obviously it sold. It, but... I, I don't know how well it sold, but I do know that uh, all the reviews I looked at on it were very good because I considered okay. buying it instead of my Arctis sevens that i have now but i i i really like my heart to sevens but i almost bought that yeah. one because it it had like a detachable mic i believe or it wrapped around to where it was almost invisible so i could use it in other places and not look like a lunatic whereas this one i mean it it pulls into into my headset but it, it's still pretty visible it's still pretty obvious what it is so mm-hmm. um but yeah i, I had looked at that because i bought this this like the same day that the xbox one launched so I want, I want to make a prediction yeah i think we're gonna have a pro series of devices an elite series of devices for microsoft for gaming oh I, so i think I we're gonna see it. a keyboard we're gonna see different mice we're gonna see headset we're gonna see different controllers mm-hmm. and i think that we're gonna see a new elite series come up like sooner than we expect they have, and they partnered with Razer to do a yeah. keyboard and mouse already too. So I, I wouldn't doubt you're going to see more of this kind of stuff. And I, yeah. I think that's a good place for them to be. Makes I sense. mean, especially with how cross-platform they are now. I mean, between PC and, and Xbox, it only makes sense to to experiment yeah. with those things. Yeah, it makes absolute sense. Absolutely. Um, moving on, uh, we've got uh, a um, <laughs> a great portion of our show but also terrible <laughs> considering the, just because it has to happen with the times um but here's your delays of the week so uh resident evil reverse uh has been moved from a previously announced release date of this month to just 2022 now so that's that's disappointing um but it leaves uh, the mind open to when the hell we're gonna get this thing um elite dangerous uh, odyssey's console versions have also been delayed with no estimated release date given um and ghostwire tokyo has been delayed uh until early 2022 the worst part about the resident evil reverse is that was like a if you bought village 
you got it you for get free. It. Yeah. And so people so you know, wait you know, like a year kinda, and a half. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of one of those like, hey, you buy this, we'll give you this too. And then it's like, well, we're going to delay it a year. <laughs> that kind of sucks. I mean, yeah, we're not Resident Evil people, so it doesn't directly affect us. But that does kind of suck to see, right? But uh, yeah. I'm not surprised to, to see Ghostwire Tokyo get pushed back. We haven't seen anything for that for a while now. Um, but hey, that's the thing. QuakeCon at home returns this year. So it will, obviously, given the name of at home uh, will not be a in-person event, but this event will take place on August 19th, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern time, the best time zone and end on August 21st. Uh, there's not a, a whole lot else. I mean, they had some, some highlight stuff on their website, but none of it was really something that we would cover as far as news wise. But yeah. um, I, I've never really been one to get big into QuakeCon. Um, that's not really my, my thing. I know a lot of people, love QuakeCon, but uh this is probably more of like nick from wasd's realm <laughs> i know he's big yeah. into it but oh yeah big fan um rumor time uh insomniac has reportedly began motion capture for uh, spider-man 2 which is awesome so uh it isn't exactly a shocker that the game is in the works but this does give us a rough idea of where they are in development uh and this insight comes from a now deleted picture that was uploaded uh by miles morales's actor um Najee Jeter um and uh it's not you know 100% confirmed but I mean like come on it's 100% confirmed yeah <laughs> uh, he's the only game he's worked most motion capture on has been the Spider-Man games and yeah. the only other game he was really in I think he had a, a brief appearance in the last of us the original last of us so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh yeah I I would assume this is Spider-Man 2 it's Insomniac they just finished up you know, Ratchet and Clank gets out there and they, I mean, they've been powering through stuff. They've been doing oh, DLC yeah. for Spider-Man. Yeah. They did Miles Morales. Now oh, they have absolutely. Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I would imagine if they're doing motion capture right now, we're still probably a couple years away. Um, but I don't know. I maybe. I mean, well, yeah, it I mean, depends on they where they a really good base. Depends on where they put it too. I mean, yeah, if they but... put it in, in Manhattan again, I, I, oh, they're gonna. Where they put they're going to have to. Exactly. And that was kind of the conversation I saw online. People were like, well, it'd be cool if it was somewhere else. And I was like, yeah, but it's Spider-Man. It, Manhattan is I mean, I guess you at. could do like Spider-Verse shit. Yeah. And you, you could, fly but, into like some spider different weird Spider-Verse. But, I mean, but that's not how Spider-Verse Spider-Man works either because he's still in Manhattan all the time. Right. They, they got to set it up. Or they already set it up in Spider-Man that the next one was definitely going to take place in manhattan and be well, a very similar the, the thing reason, and the reason why i say like i think it's gonna be a lot quicker than people think like look how quick miles morales came out right right yeah, and, and, and they you already know have that. you know that that was held back also because of the console launch yeah and I, honestly i mean they ha like you said they have a great base they they already have hmm. a lot of that world created. incredible they they're they really are just doing mocap for cinematics and, 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 you know, writing a new story and I'm sure stuff is going to change in the city. No doubt. Yeah. But I, it's not I, gonna I mean, be exactly the same. I, I, yeah. I, I'm cool with that. Honestly, there, I, I'm, there's I'm nothing totally cool about swinging through Manhattan that I'm like upset about doing again. There's, no, I, I I'd like them. Things. I'd like to be able to go to like Statue of Liberty and stuff like that. Like some different. Yeah. Like to be able to go out to different stuff. Um, right. like expand to some of the islands but mm -hmm. i mean yeah they've got a great base and i mean i play for the story 
Right. Yeah, I, I bet we're... I, I mean, we're definitely at least a year out, but I would lean towards year and a half to two years, I yeah. think. Yeah, no, for sure. So it's awesome. Super stoked. Uh, so Atlas is teasing a bunch of upcoming Persona projects. It is Persona's 25th anniversary this September, and Atlas has been teasing new projects for the last couple of years leading to this point. So currently there are seven different Persona project or 25th anniversary projects that are yet to be announced. They're all question marks on, on the website. And alongside these unknown announcements, there are also some special anniversary merch, um, different items and things such as pins, trading cards, and towels. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. Towels? Towels? Um, but this is Hey, cool. man. There's a market I mean, for everything. I'm I'm big into Persona now ever since playing through Persona 5. I got, mm-hmm. I've got Persona 4 Golden on the PC. Like, I am excited for whatever they put out. And um, it, I think there was one thing that was kind of shown off to some extent. Not really shown off, but vaguely announced where it's like a persona mobile game so that one i don't care so much about but uh whatever else they got coming and there's also been talks about persona 6 which is um they they pretty much just began development on that so it's not it's not like this is going to be one of the announcements but um i'm excited i i I still need to play strikers that's one i haven't gotten around to but i'm trying to work on some backlog stuff and get caught up before we get the onslaught of games this fall so Gotcha. Uh, Gamescom has announced their list of participants this year. So you got uh, 505 Games, Activision, Aerosoft, Assemble Entertainment, Astragon Entertainment, Bandai Namco Entertainment, Bethesda Softworks, Electronic Arts, uh, Gameable, uh, Com2US Europe. <clears throat> Good Lord. Uh, Head Up, Indie Arena Booth will be there. Um, Coke Media, Next Studios, which is Tencent Games, uh, Sega Europe. Team 17, which is ukulele people, uh, Thunderful Games, and well, and also Overcode, uh, Thunderful Games, Ubisoft, Wargaming, and Xbox. Uh, Gamescom will be exclusively digital this year and will take place from August 25th through the 27th. So kind of interesting to see it um, digital, but I mean, uh, Gamescom also has, you know, that's the international event. So, right. Right. There's yeah, a lot of more stricter rules, right? So. I'm not too surprised, but especially because, you know, some areas are kind of still in and out of like a lockdown air. Oh, bro, deal. Germany and yeah, France and all that is. Which Gamescom is usually in restricted. Germany, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's always in Germany. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but yeah, this is cool. Uh, I I always like Gamecom. There's some good stuff that comes from it. I mean, usually it's more like people yeah, playing demos of light, games. Yeah, we usually get a couple of light leaks from yeah. Gamescom and some announcements. But it's usually also like update-based stuff too. Like, right. hey, this it, is what we're working on. Or, hey, mm-hmm. you know, here's a new look at blah, blah, blah. So it's cool. It'll be interesting. Hey, Jeff, do you like Smash Bros? Uh, yeah, I I dabble. Would you like a Smash Bros. that you can play as, you know, maybe SpongeBob or Patrick uh, yeah, Star? I, I or... would say no more. I, okay. I think that's better than Smash Brothers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that hot take, but okay. Uh, so there's a Nickelodeon fighting game coming. So the, the game is titled Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl and is being developed by Fair Play Labs and Ludosity, um, which is the studio behind Slap City which mm-hmm. apparently is really good. I've never played it, but people love Slap City. Not either, but I've heard a lot about it. 
Yeah. Uh, This game will feature rollback netcode, which is incredible and surprising for a Nickelodeon fighting game that I I did not expect because Smash Bros. doesn't have rollback netcode. They're on a gold mine. They got to do it right, bro. Yeah. Uh, so this game should actually be pretty competitive online. I mean, it, it should actually play fairly well. So the announced roster so far is Ablina from Ah Real Monsters, Danny Phantom from Danny Phantom. Hell yeah. Helga Pataki from Hey Arnold. Hey Zim Arnold. <laughs> Zim from Invader Zim. Mm-hmm. Reptar from Rugrats. SpongeBob SquarePants from SpongeBob. Patrick Starr from SpongeBob. Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob. Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Michelangelo, also a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Lincoln Loud from The Loud House, Lucy Loud from The Loud House, uh, Powdered Toast Man from The Ren and Stimpy Show, and Nigel Thornberry from The Wild Thornberries, which is Eliza! <laughs> uh, the game will support up to four player fights on 20 different levels, both locally and online. There will also be a single player mode of some sort. Not Not a whole lot of news on what that actually is, but it's gonna be there and currently all-star brawl is aiming for a fall 2021 release and is set to release on ps4 ps5 xbox one series xbox series x and s (laughs) switch and pc um there's also been there was some leaked images and things that showed ang and cora from avatar and oh absolutely um, dude they they have so many when you like sit back and you look at the nickelodeon ip there's a lot of crazy shit that has not been tapped Oh, I bet this is the DLC is going to be great. Something I'm confused. I mean, they probably couldn't figure out how to balance. Hey, Arnold's football head. Right. I would imagine. Arnold. I would imagine this isn't even like half of the. Roster. Oh, no. You're going to see Arnold. You see Gerald. You're going to see fucking Liza. You're going to see, bro. You're going to see so much shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I what I'm what I'm most excited. Well, no, I guess I, that's Cartoon Network, isn't it? What's that? Weasel. Weasel. Yeah, that's Cartoon Network. Weasel. I um, love that guy. I am absolutely amazed with how good this game actually looked. I mean, yeah. so they did it right. There was there was some um, some talk about the game actually having wave dashing and stuff like that in it as well, which is, I mean, this legit has a chance to be a extremely good fighting game, which is insane to me because. You think of like PlayStation All Stars or something, you know, any other game that has tried to do a fighting game. And I mean, it's Brawl not Stars like your... has been pretty good. Brawl right? Stars has been pretty good. Yeah, that's fair. But I, this is this is awesome. I'm excited, and they seem to be really focused on like that '90s, early 2000s. Absolutely, yeah. Doing. No, and it's 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 I'm great. Stoked. This I can't, this is pow- awesome. if you told me Powdered Toast Man was going to be a video <laughs> game, I said you'd be crazy. If you told me Nigel fucking thornberry was going Eliza. to be in a fighting game uh, just crazy babu? are they gonna have babu the the monkey in uh wild thornberries what's uh what's the 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 crazy crazy, the crazy guy's kid name? it starts with a d uh, i got you i got you i got oh, you yeah you gotta help I, me I but this actually looks really good it sounds like there's a lot of potential for this to be fantastic and again with uh, Ludo- Ludosity? Donnie. Ludo City? Donnie, yeah. Donnie. Ludo- is it Ludo City? I don't know. Ludo- Ludosity? Do you know how to say that name? I, I don't, don't know how to say it. They're okay. legends, though, already for creating yeah, they, the game. Yeah, they I already have a ton buy. of clout. Um, so, 
pumped for this. This is great. Yeah, this I will, is fantastic. I will be picking this up, and I'll probably pick it up on Switch just because it's one of those. It'd be a great party game, right? Yeah. Just like, just like Smash, you know? Hell yeah. yeah. Moving on, Netflix plans to expand into video games within the next year. That's right. When everyone starts going to streaming and Netflix starts to lose market share, you have to do something different. Netflix confirmed this week that they have now brought on Mike Verdu, a veteran with experience at Oculus, EA, and Zynga as the VP of Games Development. And it is said that the game, um, the games available on Netflix will be added essentially as a new genre on the service and will not raise the price of the subscription. I'll put in brackets for one year. For one year. It's <laughs> Probably. Like when you sign up for Dish, you get a, a cheaper <laughs> price for a year, and then it goes yeah, up exponentially. Well, they're saying it will not rise the price of the subscription. They're, they're going to come up with a fourth tier where it's like, hey, you can get gaming now. Right. So um, I'm, this is interesting. I, I don't what, think it's going to last. I'm curious what kind of games they're going to do. Like, is this going to be well, something Well, they're going to use their IP. Well, I mean, yeah, but... Is this going to be so up until now? They basically had like choose your own adventure type games, right? Like they have a Minecraft yeah, strange, one, Stranger just, Things, yeah, yeah. right. Um, but I, I'm curious as to what like is this going to be something you hook up a controller to and can actually play a proper game, or is this going to be some bullshit you control with an actual? I think remote? so. I think this is going to be like a Stadia. I mean, if you think about it, they're already there with the movies. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the, you know, mind you, you're going to have to have, you know, the GPUs and shit like that and the actual computing processing power for this stuff. But they're they're half they're more than halfway there with the video streaming. They've strange. got a massive audience compared to that of Stadia off the bat. But I still don't see this going through very well. I don't. I either. really don't. And Netflix throws a lot of things up against the wall to just see what kind of sticks. And I think, well, this they're kind of desperate of now. Right. Because they they were like this, you know, they were that company for so long that we're, we're technically, technologically so far ahead that, you know, Disney and all these people are just like, yeah, we'll just make the royalty off of them and they can handle all the database stuff. But now when they got past, you know, these large data centers and now, you know, you can, as a Disney, you can just say, fuck it, we're just going to spend millions of dollars a month to, you know, Microsoft for Azure credits. And they can run our whole service on Azure or on AWS or whatever, and we'll pay the bill for that. And then we'll use our IP and we'll charge people, you know, $10 a month. Yeah. And companies absolutely. companies woke up and started realizing we need to, you know, instead of handing out our IP, we need to we need to manage our IP and, and source our IP ourselves to get the most money out of it and not have a not have a middleman. And so I think they're just grasping. I mean, like if yeah. you think about it, like you know, I'm gonna go ahead and say Tiger King's a fluke. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you know, Strange, Stranger Things is not. That's a big deal. Um, was it How to Make a Serial Killer? Is that what the, the series was? Yeah, that was a pretty Something big like thing. That, yeah, that was a pretty big one. But they haven't had a lot of big hits. Well, and one recently. of their other ones, I mean, is The Witcher, which is kind of already spoken for. So, <laughs> well, and and also, you know, pair this up too. You know, they're they're on the right strategy for. Um, product adoption so so that you know they they have a lot of nerd pop culture movies now and tv shows right yeah. that a lot of gamers you know assimilate into their you know trends and what they like in life they're gonna be what sounds like at the forefront of doing all of the video game movies and tv shows 
mm-hmm. right? They're they're swinging that. So you're going to get people in doing that, and at the same time, you're going to say, by the way, you can also play games here. Yeah, and you're you're going to have a market to that. And to be honest with you, most people who are gamers, they have Netflix, they have streaming services. They're they're they know what the hell to use. They know how to use it. It's going to be an easy audience to sell to. I mean, Stadia is is lost, right? Because them getting rid of YouTube gaming made no sense. Those were your gamers. <laughs> right. Why wouldn't you keep that? That's a funnel, right? To get to your product. So I, you know, I th- it's it's interesting how everything cracks down like this. I just hope they bring in some third-party support on this too. I, oh, I, hope I think it's they will. Not, I think they will too, but the way they've kind of, and again, it's not, I don't know. There, there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about it. That's why this is, two sentences and that's it right i mean there's just, yeah. just been some brief talk and and some things of that nature but um i they're gonna have to have that third party support because they're not going to be able to put out enough stuff to keep up with it as far as no. you know gaming and and to actually make themselves a viable product or a viable place to play games they're gonna have to have but, that third party support and but also and imagine really this right imagine and i don't know how well it would stand but why do they have to be a marketplace? What if they had intellectual property, the only place that you could play that telltale version of the Witcher game would be on Netflix gaming service? What if the only way that you could play that arcadey Stranger Things is on Netflix? Well, and I don't think it is going to be a marketplace from the way it's described. Right. I think it's going to be it- very bougie, neat, like niche games that like are siloed to their IIP or like these little adventures that you would normally pay like 20 bucks for the game. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get like a couple hours out of it for like a Witcher, you know, side story thing, but you're like, you know, telltale style and shit like that. Yeah. I I just, that's the weird part. Cause that's where I think they make money. If they're trying to compete. Yeah. They're not going to be able to compete with like a uh, yeah even a Game Pass at this point. I mean, they're not going to be able no, to bring that all. much stuff and and not raise their prices exponentially because there's a lot of back end stuff they have to support there now too. And so yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be smaller kind of uh, like you said exactly the the like couple hour adventure type thing. And I think yeah, be like fine. man, I want to know the side lore or one of the lore of this character in the Witcher TV series. Yeah. And the only way that I can do this, you know, small story that's going to give me some lore is to play it on Netflix, right? And there's also the possibility they launch this and just to kind of dip their toe in the water and eventually break off into a a separate entity or like a, a separate, you know, a Netflix gaming service of some sort. Well, yeah, the other end of it too, right, is like, how would you play these, right? So the, I mean... Netflix is on like TVs have Roku and shit that there's no, there's no standardized remote for Netflix. It's not like you go to like Apple TV and you know, you can play games on Apple TV because every Apple TV has the same fucking remote. Right. Right. They're not making 30 different SKUs of it. Um, So, I mean, maybe it's an app on Xbox that you download and it works just like an EA play. And there's just a rotation of a couple games that go through it. There's a kickback to the developer team. There's like 10 games in there and it just cycles. I mean, that's the only way I see it working because I don't even understand in a telltale way 
I guess the only way that you could do it is, like, I mean, obviously there's a select button on every smart TV where like you can press to then go to the next input action for a user. But that's yeah. the only way I could see. I mean, you, you can't. I didn't you know, even. I didn't even think about the the possibility of like the Netflix app on your. Well, that's Netflix. the only way they could do games right. that like you move. Unless you buy a little fucking dongle to hook into the back of your TV for it. I guess, but, yeah. And I their mean, special remote, maybe, but like they send you a dongle, and but then then I've got I've already have a smart TV, and I can download Netflix. Right. Well, I mean, just for for controller support with like their specific oh. controller or something like that. Yeah, like I a mean, Bluetooth dongle, and then you can use like an Xbox controller, and it plays right. through the. Which I, I'm sure you could probably do now. It would just take a little work on their end to actually support it. But yeah, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, it's it's confusing. It's, it's confusing <laughs> and interesting. And I'm extremely confused, sure. but uh, I'm interested. We'll see what the hell comes from it, I guess. Oh, it's going to be, I bet you it's going to take at least like two years. So at least we, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we've pretty much flipped how we do things. Yeah, uh, quite I drastically. I think it's smart. Yeah, I think so too. So we're actually closing with the upcoming game releases for the week Let's rather than go. opening. Uh, we actually did get one comment one time. They're like, oh, so you just tell people when games are coming? Like, did you listen to more than 10 seconds of the episode or no? Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, so anyway, the upcoming Kiss releases for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, July 16th, F1 is 2021 is coming to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD is coming to Switch. Restless Night is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Stack Up, or Dive Trying, is coming to PC. Within the Blade is coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. July 20th, Cotton Reboot is coming to PS4 and Switch. Uh, Kree's Tales is coming to PC, PS5, uh, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. Goodness gracious, this is not getting any easier. Uh, July 21st, Frostpunk, the last Autumn DLC, is making its way over to consoles on PS4 and Xbox One. Frostpunk, the Edge DLC, is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. And Frostpunk, the Rifts DLC, is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Um... I, I guess I never realized that those DLCs hadn't made it to console yet because they've been out on PC for a while. Um, yeah, they've taken their... Frostpunk's been pretty slow to yeah. get yeah, their stuff to consoles. July 22nd, Last Stop is coming to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, and Pokemon Unite just got announced that it is going to make its way to switch on july 22nd it is not out on mobile yet on that day it it's is the day just we fly out switch. i know i know might have to try to download that and uh <laughs> on airport wi-fi <laughs> and not play it never mind maybe, mm-hmm. maybe good I'll, luck my maybe man maybe i'll play good it while luck. the wife's getting ready you know this is there. just gonna get uh more confusing because you're gonna have like luna you have Netflix. <laughs> Coming to Netflix. God. You're going to have a bunch of crazy stuff, right? So Yeah. Uh, this Pokemon Night or Unite game, I'm actually kind of excited to give it a go. I mean, it's a simplified MOBA version yep. of Pokemon, right? And it, it looks it looks kind of cool, kind of neat. It might be who all right. We, uh, who are we kidding, though? You're going to play that in the airport at uh, 6 in the morning after getting picked up at 4 in the morning from your house with me playing Viva Las Vegas in the car at 4 in the morning. <laughs> the, Viva! The, the whole way. A two and a half hour drive to the airport. It's just going to be the same song. 
on repeat. Maybe a couple different renditions of it. Oh, but. yeah, absolutely. I'll make a playlist. <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll give it a go. It might not be for a week or so after it comes out, but I'll eventually play it. Uh, I, I don't think it comes to mobile until like September, though. It's kind of interesting. downgrading they got to do. This is true. It's a crazy thing. Uh, guys, I'll do it for the show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Diggity Podcasts. Uh, you can find me on PlayStation Network. My PSN is Maple Jeff. You can watch me get a sweet trophy from Adventure Capitalist because I almost have enough money to plat that game. <laughs> it's so funny when we go to play something and I, I hop on and it says, Jeff, playing Adventure Capitalist. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I've been trying to get it to, to I'm at the I'm at the one where I gotta have like a thousand of everything. God. And I'm cool, dude. I've got like I think it was when you because you get angel investors in the game. Yeah. Like it, it, there's it, it goes pretty deep. Like, oh yeah, I've played it on like, my phone before. And uh I'm at like I can leave and like come back in like a couple like maybe an hour and I have like a couple sextillion investor angels on Earth. Good God. Holy cow. Or on the moon, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I can, right now, I can, on the moon, because I, I have to get 666 of everything on the moon. No, 707 on the moon. No, 777 of everything on the moon. And, um, I might like I get the moon shoes. I run the them once because of all the angel investors, and I can afford four hundred of everything. Dear God, <laughs> and the managers and everything. You can find me on PlayStation at I'm basically plat all one word, <laughs> capital luscious, capital Brody. Uh, you can also find me on Xbox as luscious capital Brody. luscious capital Brody. <laughs> uh, and if you want that switch code. You just hit me up. I'll give it to you. Maybe. Maybe if you're nice. Yeah. If you're a nice person. <laughs> if you're not like that douche that left the comments. You guys just talk about new games? No. There's a, it's a fucking hour long. <laughs> click. I listen thank to God there's seconds. A, thank God there's a thing called a mouse that you can like move and click you know, right. to another portion of the video. Thank God. Wouldn't want to do that. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what a moron. Anyways... <laughs> Guys, that'll do it for the show this week. Thank you so much. Um, next week, we're figuring things out because Brody and I are going on vacation, but uh, we do believe we'll put something up. Uh, might be a little bit shorter than a typical episode, but we'll put something up next week. Um, and it'll go scheduled for the for the same time because uh, Brody and I, at that time, will be uh, in Vegas. Um, Hell yeah. Drinking, drinking yardstick daiquiris Hell <laughs> by <yeah>. the pool. <laughs> Stoked. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Um, so until next time, guys, thank you so much. And we will see you later. <laughs>